your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, March 16th, 2021. The first day of legal tampering is officially in the books. And off top, I really got to apologize, man. I spent all day on uh, Monday morning talking about legal tampering wasn't going to start till 4 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Central, 1 o'clock on the West Coast. And lo and behold, I was wrong. <laughs> lo and behold, I was wrong. It was funny. There was a lot of confusion of exactly when it was going to get started, but it really kicked off at noon Eastern time. And uh, so that was 9 a.m. on the West Coast. And it's funny. I don't know if the Raiders were actually listening to the podcast because basically they went all day Monday until about, you know, four o'clock Eastern time. And, and then they really got started. So maybe they uh, maybe it was my bad. Maybe it was my fault why they were taking such a long time to get going and in, uh, in free agency in the tampering period because they finally did make some moves. You know, they lost some players, but they also gained a big player. And we'll talk about that coming up on today's show. But i uh, got a lot to get to on today's show. So let me break it down for you. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Segment number two, going to talk about the Raiders' approach, you know, to free agency, to the tampering period, how they got out of the gate slow, but they made things happen and how I'm actually okay with that. They don't have to be in a rush. Many, many years they've been in rushes and, well, it hasn't really necessarily worked out for them. So I kind of like the approach that they took going slow out of the gates. It was kind of an approach I thought they were going to take based off what Mike Mayock said just a couple weeks ago when he had his media session talking about free agency and the upcoming draft. So he kind of basically let it be known that, hey, they weren't going to be uh, heavy hitters right out the gates, and, and they weren't. And so we'll talk all things Raiders free agency coming up in segment number two, talk about the guy that they secured that I'm very excited about, his addition to that Raiders defense. We'll do that in segment number two. And then segment number one, news and notes of the day, as I always do. And before we get into that, I did want to pass along a message, and uh, this is because on Monday's show, we had a, a text off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693 that was informing us uh, about Obi-Wan Raider from Spring, Texas, and the fact that he had suffered a stroke and was in ICU on life support. So we got that message on Monday, passed that along on the podcast. Well, on Monday, late Monday evening, got a text from uh, Obi-Wan Raider's wife, and she said, hey Q, this is Obi-Wan Raider's wife. I'm reaching out to see if you can send out a prayer request for him. He's in ICU on life support. He suffered a stroke that made his brain bleed and having seizures, among other complications. Obi-Wan Raider loves calling into your podcast and is a diehard Raider fan. Thank you and God bless. As my husband loves to say, this is Obi-Wan Raider from Spring, Texas. Go Raiders! And then she also doubled down and said, thank you for your prayers because he truly needs all he can get. I'm so heartbroken. I just don't know what to do. I completely lost I'm completely lost and in so much pain watching him fight to live. I was told today by a doctor that I had to decide if to have the plugs pulled and let him pass away or put a tracheotomy in and have him suffer. 
We have eight beautiful children and have been together for 15 years and married for almost 11 beautiful years. So that was from Obi-Wan Raider's wife. So I just kind of want to start off the show. And, you know, he's a member of Raider Nation. He's a member of this family. He's definitely a longtime listener of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So definitely want to share and send up some prayers to him and his wife and his children and everyone that's involved. I mean, that's just something that I don't want anyone to have to suffer through. And uh, I've said it multiple times. Sometimes it's bigger than sports. A lot of times it's bigger than the Raiders. And this is clearly one of those cases. So Raider Nation. Just send up a prayer for Obi-Wan Raider in Spring, Texas for his recovery and, and, and strength for his, uh, his wife and children. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's all I wanted to go ahead and start this show off with. And now we'll get into the news in the notes of the day. So the biggest piece of news for the Raiders on Monday, Yannick Ngakwe, a guy I've talked about quite a bit here on the show, agrees to a two-year, $26 million deal with the Raiders. He's a guy that I've been pounding the table for on the podcast for quite a while, thought the Raiders should make a move when he was a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars, thought they should make a move when he was a member of the Minnesota Vikings, and then he gets traded to the Baltimore Ravens, and now, well, they make a move, and really, just by being patient, they really come away with a good deal. Two years, $26 million, that is really nothing. I am not mad at that at all. He's averaged 58 pressures, 12 quarterback hits, and nine sacks over his five-year career. He's still a young dude. He's 26, will turn 27 years old. No, he's 25, will turn 26 uh, at the end of this month. So uh, he's still a young dude. It's a short deal, so he's going to be hungry still. He's going to want to go and get that big-time payday because he still has not done that. Uh, Unique Ngakwe's 278 pressures over the past five seasons are eighth most in the NFL over that time. He trails only Aaron Donald and pressures since entering the NFL in 2016 has generated more pressures than any Raiders player in each of the last four seasons. Going back to 2017, he had 60 pressures. Khalil Mack had 55. 2018, he had 55 pressures. Arden Key, 13. 2019, he had 50 pressures. Max Crosby, 42. And 2020, 43 pressures, and Crosby only had 29. And I know what you're probably going to say right there. Yeah, but Q, he's trending down there. 60, 55, 50, 43. He's going down every year. He has. That's true. And, you know, there's reasons why he's getting a two-year deal for $26 million. Yes, there's also the fact that he's gone from the Jaguars to the Vikings to the Ravens, now to the Raiders. I get that. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks hit me up and thought that I was going to be down on this this signing. I am not. And, of course, it cannot be official until Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's actually the real time. Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, 1 o'clock on the West Coast. That's when the deal can actually be signed. But they have agreed to it, at least right now. And uh, I, I am all for this signing. I think it is great. I think that he's really going to help out with the rotation of the uh, defensive line trying to get after the quarterback. He's a guy that has flourished in Gus Bradley's system going back to their days together in Jacksonville. So that's another reason why I like the signing. Also, how about this? Carl Lawson, that's a guy, a defensive end that a lot of guys were looking at. A lot of Raider Nation were thinking, hey, maybe the Raiders should go get him. He agreed to a three-year, $45 million deal with $30 million guaranteed with the Jets, which is a huge deal. He only had five and a half sacks in 2020 and five sacks in 2019. So he gets a much bigger deal than Ngakwe, and he has a lot less production. How about Bud Dupree? That's another guy that many Raider Nations suggested that the Raiders go get. He got a three-year, $49.5 million deal. He's only 28 years old. He had eight sacks in 11 games. Then he tore his ACL in week 12 of uh, 2020, but still, I mean, he gets a bigger deal than Ngakwe, so I think the Raiders came out on the great end of it. Two years and $26 million. I'm all for that. So Unique Ngakwe, now a member of the Silver and Black on Wednesday, it'll become official when he actually puts pen to paper. And the the Raiders did a good job on Monday to make sure that they held on to one of their own, and that is the place kicker, Daniel Carlson. Uh, the Raiders put a second-round tender on him. It's a strong move. He's going to get 
$1.84 million for the 2021 season, and the second-round tender means that they get a second-round pick in return if anyone signs him to an offer sheet and they decline to match it. So you know that that's not happening. There's no way that someone's going to give up a second-round pick for Daniel Carlson. So he'll be back in the silver and black in 2021 for sure. Now, the Raiders did lose some guys in free agency. Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver, he had a big season for the Raiders. A career year, 48 catches, 896 yards, and 8 TDs. The Patriots, who were very, very busy on Monday, dishing out all the paper. They gave uh, Nelly, they gave him a two-year, $26 million deal. And I'll tell you, going back to Unique Ngakwe, I'd much rather them spend two years and $26 million on that defensive line and uh, somebody who can get after the quarterback than on Nelly. I think that you can go get a wide receiver that can flourish in John Gruden's system, and also you have guys on the roster that can step their game up as well. Uh, also, so they lose Nelly. Also, they lost Malik Collins, defensive tackle Malik Collins, a one-year $6 million deal to the Texans. No big deal. In 12 games last year, he did four... He, in 12 games for the Raiders in 2020, he had 14 tackles, zero sacks, very little pressures, very little production. First time in his career, he had no sacks. So he did a whole lot of nothing after the Raiders said he was going to be a major player on that defensive side of the ball. He was going to be, uh, he was a captain, but he was going to be the guy that made that defensive line go. Well, that defensive line never got going <laughs> at all. Uh, also, they lost running back Devontae Booker to the Giants. They signed him to a two-year, $6 million deal. He's going to back up Saquon Barkley, but... In 2020, he had 93 carries, 423 yards, three touchdowns. He also had 17 catches, 84 yards, and zero touchdowns. And for that, the Giants gave him a two-year, $6 million deal. So good for Devontae Booker. It was cool that he you know, did what he did for the Raiders in, in 2020, but he didn't do anything where they thought that they had to break the bank to keep bring him back. $6 million, I think that the Raiders could spend $6 million elsewhere and be just fine. They can get a backup running back or a guy to compliment Josh Jacobs. Didn't have to go ahead and give that kind of money to uh, Devontae Booker. So hopefully he does his thing with the Giants, and uh, I'm not mad at him at all. Appreciate what he did in 2020, but again, no need to give up that kind of money. Final note for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, Donald Penn. He signed a one-day contract to retire with the Raiders. It was so funny. People started tweeting out because they saw his Instagram where he was saying he was in Las Vegas. He was meeting with the team. Everyone thought that, oh my gosh, he's going to sign with the team and he's going to come back and play maybe right tackle and he's an older dude. So they were all getting concerned and worried. No, he signed a one-day contract with the Raiders. He's retiring after 14 years in the league, 194 games he played in his career, 189 starts, and he had 66 games and starts with the Raiders, signed with the Raiders as a free agent in 2014 and was a starting left tackle for the Silver and Black until he got injured and banged up. And then John Gruden made a return and uh, brought Colton Miller in. Don Donald Penn tried to be a good soldier and move over to the right side, but it just was not for him. He eventually moved on, went to Washington, uh, played a little bit for them, and then uh, just kind of went off and, and didn't sign and didn't play with anybody in 2020. He returns on Monday, signs a one-day contract, and retires with the Silver and Black. So salute to Donald Penn. Thought he was a good player while he was a member of the Silver and Black on that left side of the offensive line. Thought he did a really good job job so uh, happy to see that he was able to do what he wanted to do which was retire with the Raiders and uh, I thought that was cool saying he was you know signed by the Minnesota Vikings when he came out of college he uh, really played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a long time and then he played for the Raiders and then went to Washington but he chose to pick the Raiders to, to retire with so I thought that that was cool so shout out to Donald Penn and that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Lots of news and notes are going to be going on around the NFL. Who knows what happens, you know, in the middle of the night, early morning. That's what the Raiders have been notorious for as of late. They've been making a lot of moves. So uh, keep your eyes out. You know, this uh, tampering period is still going fast and furious. There's a lot of players that the Raiders are still going to be looking into and a lot of players that the NFL is going to be looking into. I know the Raiders still are talking to Kyle Long. Know that there are some defensive players that they're apparently still interested in and uh, could potentially be a wide receiver that they're trying to bring 
coming in as well. So lots of news and notes could be rolling out real, real quick, fast, in a hurry that has to do with the silver and black. So make sure you pay attention to that. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about the signing of Ngakwe, what he means to that defense, how he fits in in that defense, and why I love the approach that the Raiders are taking, even though some fans are very, very angry about that. We'll do that after I tell you about betonline.ag. It is time for March Madness. The brackets are out. You could probably fill yours out. Well, you can fill yours out right now if you want to. Either way you do it, you can win some money, and betonline.ag is going to help you. College basketball is not the only way to win money. NBA, you can do it that way. NHL, they got you covered. UFC, they got you covered. It doesn't matter. Any sport, you could bet on it, and betonline.ag is the place to do it. Again, your online sportsbook experts. Check them out. Open up a free account today when you do. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus just like that. You put 100 in, you're going to get 150 to play with. You put 200 in, you're going to get 300 to play with. Whatever you put in, you're going to get 50% of that just like that. So betonline.ag is a spot for you to go. Uh, matter of fact, if you're on social media, check them out at betonline underscore ag. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Again, betonline.ag. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about the Raiders' approach so far in free agency and the tampering period. Again, free agency does not get started till Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, 1 o'clock on the West Coast. But the tampering period is going on right now. And uh, real quickly, want to give you a couple updates on contracts. Unique Ngakwe, I told you about the two-year, $26 million deal. Uh, it was updated by Tom Pelissero that his deal is actually two years, $26 million, but it's all guaranteed. 22 million fully at signing, 4 million for injury that rolls to full next year. So I'm okay with that. You know, fully guaranteed deal, cool. Two years, $26 million. He still wants to, to break the bank. So he's still going to be motivated and hungry to go out there and prove his worth and go get it. Still a young dude, so he has a great opportunity to get another big-time contract. So I'm not mad at that deal at all. I'm fine with it. And, uh, you know, you get that money to those guys up front. That's what they want. And then they'll go out there and probably work a little bit harder for you. Also wanted to update Kyle Long, the offensive lineman. He could play guard. He could play tackle. Uh, obviously has the, the name value right there with the Raiders, Kyle Long. And uh, also, you know, he, uh, he he's coming out of retirement. He's apparently in really, really good shape. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor from uh, Las Vegas Review Journal and also Raider Nation Radio 920. I was on his show on Monday evening, actually. He uh, he tweeted out that uh, Kyle Long's going to get on the field for a workout today, this morning. So uh, he didn't play in 2020. He's coming off some major injuries, but apparently he's healthy. He's looking good. He's in good shape. So they're going to get him on the field and give him a little bit of workout. So then after that, We'll all know if he's going to end up signing with the Raiders or not. But they've got it this far to the point where they got him on the field or they're going to have him on the field to work out. So gut feeling tells me he ends up signing with the Raiders. But, of course, he's got to go get his workout on first. But now let's just talk about the approach that the Raiders are taking as far as free agency goes, man. As soon as the tampering period opened up and you started to see the New England Patriots make moves and you started to see the Kansas City Chiefs make moves, you saw the Broncos, you saw all kind of teams making a lot of moves, but in main, mainly you saw the Patriots making all kind of moves. They definitely won the first day of the tampering period, which is something that Raider Nation, you should be used to as far as winning the free agency period. The Raiders for so many years, on top of years, on top of years, won free agency and then it turned into the regular season and didn't win anything. Uh, Mike Mayock, a couple weeks ago, he talked about free agency period and the approach that they were going to take. So the Raiders going low and slow and just kind of chilling and, and letting it all fall to them. 
was not a surprise to me. And for some reason, man, Raider Nation got angry. Saw the Browns making moves, the Rams making moves. It's like, Raiders, wake up. What the hell are you doing? And I joked about it and kidded about it in segment number one where I said, well, I made the mistake and said it was opening at 4 o'clock Eastern time. So maybe they thought that, hey, that's the business. That's what time it really opens up is 4 o'clock. And it opened up at noon. But again, I wasn't. I wasn't mad at all with that, uh, with, with the way that they took it, the approach that they took it. And, you know, again, going back to Mike Mayock, the GM, when he met with the media, this is what he said was going to be the approach or he thought that was going to be the approach for the Raiders and free agency about, you know, how aggressive they would be. I think we're going to be active. The question is, at what level? You know, we've been active players on day one and day two in the last couple of years. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of depth in the free agency market this particular year. I think there are going to be more veterans out there on the market, and I think uh, it's incumbent upon us to be patient. Uh, would we take a shot at a high-level high player, too? Sure, if, if we believed in the person and, and had the money available. But, but one way or another, I think we'll be active in free agency. I don't know if it'll be day one or week one or month one. But at some point, I would expect us to try to fill some holes in free agency. So that was GM Mike Mayock just a couple weeks ago when he was talking about aggressiveness and activeness as far as the Raiders go in free agency. And, you know, he took it slow. They took it slow as an organization. They're making sure that these are the right fits. I mean, again, going back to Monday's show, I said age, health history, production history, and most importantly, fit. Well, unique in Gakwe, he's definitely a fit because he fits with Gus Bradley. Production history, check. He's got that. Health history, he's got that as well. Doesn't miss very many games. And his age, he's still young. So he checks all the box he's a guy who can be a great addition immediately and you know another thing I saw Raider Nation complaining about when it came to Unique Ngakwe uh, somebody hit me up and was like this guy didn't even have double digit sacks last year how big of an addition is that and I'm thinking are you kidding me how greedy are you you know, Max Crosby led the Raiders in sacks in 2020. He had seven. It's seven sacks, and he led the team in sacks, and you're getting mad because a dude had nine? He would have literally led the team in sacks, and you're upset by that. Like, none of that makes any sense to me. I didn't get that at all. But either way, I, I know some people, they, they want everything. And I don't know. I know we had talked about Leonard Williams, but the Giants franchise tagged him, and he got 12 sacks in, in, uh, you know, in 2020. And that's great. But you know what he had? He had Dalvin Tomlinson, the defensive tackle that was a real big run stuffer, and then he also sucked up blocks. So he was able to take on double-team blocks. So to go with Unique Ngakwe, is he going to be the, the number one answer for the Raiders in their pass-rushing struggles? No, but he's going to help. He's going to be a healthy rotation. You're going to have him. He's going to be a speed rusher. He's going to come off the edge. He's going to be playing that Leo position. You also have Max Crosby. He's going to be coming off another edge. Gus Bradley is starting to put this thing together. Now they need a guy on the middle of that defensive line. They need a D tackle that can suck up blocks, you know, and can carry on two blocks and, and really stuff the run. Because, look, Ngakwe is not a run stuffer. He's not going to be that guy. He's a pure pass rusher. Like, that's what he does. He's going to get into the game, and he's going to get after the quarterback. And that's something that the Raiders need. If you can get a guy like Tomlinson, and, and I say like Tomlinson, and I will, and I think that was a perfect dude. Uh, I know he's signing with the Vikings on a two-year deal. Matter of fact, that deal wasn't really as high as I thought it was going to be. I believe two years, $22 million. So he's going to be off the table going to the Minnesota Vikings but if you can get a guy like that somebody who can take on multiple blocks a guy who can also get to the quarterback you know four or five times a year you know Malik Collins had zero 
He was supposed to be that guy. He had zero in 2020 for the Raiders. So if you have, you know, Ngakwe coming off one side, you have Crosby coming off another side, you kick in Cleve Farrell on the inside, you also have a run stuffer and a guy who can get, you know, some pressures on the quarterback like a Tomlinson in the middle. Then all of a sudden you're cooking with grease. Oh, by the way, you've got David Irving too. And if you believe that he is uh, all the way ready to rock and roll, if you believe the interview that he did with JT the Brick where he's talking about he's ready, he's motivated, he's going to be that guy, he can get to the quarterback. He absolutely can get to the quarterback from the defensive tackle position. I've seen him do it in a short amount of games. You know, he he had multiple sacks in about five or six games. I mean, the dude can absolutely get it, but he's got to be motivated. He's got to be able to, you know, just see the see the big picture and not just worry about rolling out of bed and all of a sudden going and playing the game. So if he's fully motivated, then he could be a factor. But I still think you don't want to rely on just him. You want to go ahead and find another guy that you could uh, add to the mix. So uh, Tomlinson off the board to the Vikings. He would have been a nice piece for the Raiders, but there's still multiple veterans that they can get out there and they can go get after it. You know, that, that pass rush, it leads to great things. You know, it makes everyone on the field better. If the pass rush is great, the linebackers are great. The corners are great. The safeties are great because they have the quarterback that is has less time to actually throw the ball around the yard and sit back there in the pocket and uh, throw it around the yard. And they got to get that pressure from up the gut. When the quarterback steps up into the pocket, somebody's got to be there to knock them down. Like Al Davis said, the quarterback must go down and must go down hard. They need somebody to come up the gut and just knock these quarterbacks backwards. Patrick Mahomes, Drew Locke, um, Justin Herbert, any of these guys, they've got to be able to knock those dudes down. So uh, the, the Raiders are still on the quest, looking for more defensive help. I think it's going to be coming around the corner. But again, like the approach that they're taking, mentioned it before, low and slow. So we'll see what happens with the next phase of the tampering period before free agency actually officially gets started. But a good start to it with Yannick Ngakwe being added to the mix for the Raiders. That's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they got everything. They got engine parts. They got brake parts. They got tail lamps. They got motor oil. New carpet. Yeah, you can put new carpet in your car. They got it. Doesn't matter if your car is a classic, a daily driver, whatever it is, man. It's all just a few easy clicks away and it's delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com. The catalog is unique. It's super easy to navigate. You can check all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at RockAuto.com are always super low and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same part. Go to rockauto.com right now. Check out the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there in the little box that said, how'd you hear about us? Right, Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. They have a great selection, great low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need, all from one spot. That is rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about Built Bar because I mentioned March Madness earlier in the show. Well, Built Bar has their own madness challenge going on right now. I've been telling you about the great taste and protein bar that Built Bar is for a long time. It's amazing. Got low calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Amazing tasting protein bar, 100% covered in chocolate, right? Well, right now they're taking that and they're taking that to the next level with the Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, peanut butter brownie versus coconut almond 
And the winner is facing off with Cookies and Cream in the Enticing 8. So right now, they're in the Sweetest 16 round. And the winner of Peanut Brownie versus Coconut Almond is going to face off with Cookies and Cream in the Enticing 8. So if you want to get your vote on, BuiltBar.com or on Twitter, at Bar underscore Built. Make sure you uh, go ahead and check out to see who won today's matchup and who's going to advance and who ends up ultimately being the best-tasting protein bar from Built Bar. But also while you're on the website, if you want to re-up and get some more Built Bars uh, sent to the house, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Got a call from 208 Raider calling to talk about guys playing out of position like Joyner did, but then also has a question about Corey Littleton. Here he is, 208 Raider. Hey, it's 208 Raider. Just finishing up with the pod this morning, Sunday morning. Uh, a couple of things I've been wondering about. Um, I keep hearing the talk if we're not playing guys in the position they're supposed to play. And I understand that with uh, Joyner. But I'm kind of confused with Corey Littleton because I thought he was always a linebacker. He's still a linebacker. And one of you guys just said we've been playing him up and down instead of side to side. And as a guy who hasn't played football, I don't understand exactly what you mean. So if somebody could elaborate on the type of linebacker that he is in our system now versus what he was, like, I'd appreciate that. Thanks. There he goes. That's 208 Raider. And, uh, yeah, man, as far as Littleton goes, uh, I mean, he's definitely always been a linebacker. It's not like he was playing out of his position. It was the fact that Gunther gave him so much and put so much on his plate that he had to think a lot. And so when he was thinking, and I always say this, if you think you're slow, you've got to be able to go out there and just read and react and go play. He's got to be able to use what made him so effective and made him so desirable when the when he was a member of the Rams while the Raiders decided to go and get him, you know, team him up with Nick Kwiatkowski. He's got to be able just to go and play his game. But instead, Paul Gunther put so much on him and just confused him so much. And he, he alluded to that throughout the course of the season. So it's not necessarily that they played him out of position. They just didn't use him correctly. They didn't use him in the way that he excelled when he was in L.A. with the Rams. So that's what I'm talking about. If you're going to go get a guy, don't change him up. Don't do something. You know, it's funny when uh, the news about Unique Ngakwe came down, my guy Raider Izzy hit me up and said, I'm going to be pissed when John Gruden decides to move him to nose tackle. You know, and he said it, you know, tongue in cheek as a joke, but it's just it's funny because, well, we know that the Raiders are famous for that moving guys around and not using them how they excel. You know, uh, Corey Littleton, in all reality, he should be able to, you know, hang and, and slow down Travis Kelsey or Noah Fant or Hunter Henry. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he was brought in. He was just he was that guy and he was able to to come up with interceptions and, and create turnovers when he was with the Rams. And he didn't do any of that with the Raiders. So they've got to get him back to playing Corey Littleton ball, what he was doing with the Rams. They've got to get that production out of him this year and that's up to Paul Gunther to make sure that that happens next up got a text from Eastern Shore Raiders says AQ you're on a roll some great shows lately I listen while walking each day and shows make me look forward so much more to my walk you talked the other day about all the whiffs and the culture what do you think the issue is are we still operating under the just win baby motto if so it doesn't seem to work anymore the Raiders need to really vet their signings and pick to make sure as much as possible that these guys will be available and want to be there also, not to belabor the topic, but I am the first to say something seems fishy about the Trent Brown story. Maybe it's just that it's the Patriots, but it seems shady to me that he left there, got his cash, never seemed motivated, came across as lazy. Now he's going back there, and they're all excited to have him back. If he plays all year without getting hurt, I call foul. 
Not that there's anything we could do about it, just frustrating. Anyhow, one thing that definitely does not stink are those new white chocolate cookies and cream built bars. They are awesome, highly recommended if you haven't tried them. I also love the orange ones. I've ordered built bars and also built boost a few times. Now, thanks to your recommendations. Thanks to keep up the great work. Keep on telling it like it is. That's from Eastern Shore Raider. And, you know, I do think just win, baby, is the motto, but they just haven't figured it out. They haven't got it down yet. You know, I think John Gruden's desperately trying to get back to the days of old when that was the motto, when that meant something, when commitment to excellence meant something. He just hasn't hit the right buttons yet. And that was something that I talked about quite a bit, you know, that the GM, John Gruden, is hurting the head coach, John Gruden, and and really needs to kind of get someone to balance him out. And Mike Mayock is supposed to be that guy, but we all know that it, it ends, it starts and ends with John Gruden. He gets the final say. So he's really got to, you know, work that out. And, and I think that, you know, if they take the approach that they're taking this year in free agency, where they're not rushing to judgment, they're just going out there and they're trying to get the right guys that fit, have their age, have the uh, production history, and also the health history, I think that they can really be onto something. And again, you got to use them correctly when you get them. And the whole Trent Brown thing, he never wanted to leave New England. He said it before. He told Deshaun Reed from The Athletic, he didn't want to leave New England. It was bitter when he left, but the Raiders offered him a bunch of money and he needed to get paid. He had never been paid in his NFL career when he was with the 49ers when he signed as a seventh round draft pick. I think his signing bonus was $50,000 and the state of California took half of that from him. So he wasn't making any money. So when the Raiders uh, opened up and, and gave all that money to him or offered him all that money, he had to take it. He didn't want to be in Las Vegas with the Raiders or in Oakland with the Raiders at the time. He wanted to be in New England, but New England didn't want to give him all that kind of money. So they let him leave, go get paid, and now he's back. And he's got an opportunity to have a real big year in 2021 and then go and try to get paid again. So, I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. There's Some guys are motivated by what football can do for them as opposed to just loving the game. That's Trent Brown. He seems like a guy that needs, you know, like Bill Belichick hovering over him to make sure he stays on point and that's okay sometimes that's how, how guys are sometimes they need they need guys all over them and, and just telling them what to do when to do it and basically have that that uh, straight up structure and, and other guys are self-motivators and are able to go ahead and self-discipline themselves I think Trent Brown is the kind of guy that needs someone hovering over him so you know that's fine uh, the Raiders will move on and I think they'll be just fine without him so thank you so much for that appreciate you uh, hitting us up on the text Next up, got a call from Bourbon Raider. He's calling to talk about the signing of Unique Ngakwe and the loss of Nelson Aguilar and sharing his feelings on both of these guys. Here he is, Bourbon Raider. Yo, Q. What's going on, brother? It's your boy, Bourbon Raider. Um, actually, I just got off work, man. Uh, holy cow, I'm still kind of shaking a little bit after hearing the news today. Uh, we finally signed your boy, your boy, Yannick Ngakwe, man. I remember you last year, you were pounding the table for this guy, and uh, we finally got him. And I think it was meant to be. It was meant to happen now because, obviously, he will now reunite uh, with Gus Bradley. Uh, God, he was a monster with Gus, you know, when they were at, over at the Jaguars, dude. So uh, bringing him in to work with uh, Max Crosby, Cleveland Furl, and our D-line is just going to be huge, man. Obviously, Gus is going to know how to utilize him and, and maximize his talents, dude. I'm so excited about it. It's ridiculous. Um, also heard uh, about us losing Nelly. Um, I'm kind of, I kind of got mixed feelings on that. Um, you know, obviously he had a great season with us. I, I thank him for what he did. He did he did awesome for us. Uh, but at the same time, he took a lot of snaps away from our rookies, man. Uh, this is actually I, I believe this will be a really good thing for for Ruggs and Edwards. Um, now we're going to be able to feed them the ball a lot more. Uh, and on top of that, Jason Witten's gone. Uh, so Foster Moreau is going to be thrown into that offense a lot more too. So, uh, having Ruggs and, and, and Edwards 
uh, Waller and Moreau is just going to be insane, dude. You know, so I'm 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 stoked about it. Happy for you, Nelly. Best of best of luck with the Patriots. Oh, by the way, I I think they overpaid. <laughs> um, I'm glad we uh, did not pay him that much for that contract. That's quite a bit, but. But anyways, uh, but yeah, that's it, Q. Just wanted to call it real quick and touch base with you. Uh, we got your boy Yannick, man. Sweet. Can't wait, dude. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. I got to go, man. Take care. Bye. There he goes. It's a very fired up Bourbon Raider. And yeah, man, I've been pounding the table for Unique Ngakwe since he was a member of the Jaguars. And this is going back, I mean, a couple seasons, even before Minnesota traded for him, I kept saying that, hey, man, got to go get that guy. Got to go get that guy. He's going to be a nice addition to the defensive line if you could bring him in. Well, lo and behold, they're able to do that. Gus Bradley knows him very well, so he clearly signed off on it, which I think is great. That means that not only Gruden, but also Mike Mayock and Gus Bradley were all in on this signing right there. And then, of course, Rod Marinelli, I'm sure he signed off on it as well. I think that's great. As far as Nelly goes, I'm glad he got paid, but I'm also glad the Raiders didn't give him that two-year $26 million deal, and they gave that to Unique Ngakwe, regardless if the deal was uh, $26 million guaranteed, $22 million at signing for uh, Unique Ngakwe, and then $4 million rolled over to injury. I'm good with that. I have no problem with that. He'll be motivated. Uh, he's going to be hungry. He's going to want to get after the quarterback early and often in 2021, and he does not have a big-time uh, injury history either, so that's another good thing. So yes, very excited about the signing of Ngakwe, but they can't be done. That's got to be a nice piece, but that's not the finished product. You got to still continue to upgrade that defense. Uh, one text from a refrigerator Raider out of Seaside, California, and then we'll call it a day. Say, yo, Q, Nelly was the wide receiver the Raiders needed, but not the wide receiver that they deserve. Looks like we may be seeing more of Brian Edwards, and I'm here for it. Do you think Gabe Jackson is going to stick around? I'd feel a lot better about the O-line situation if he was still here, but I want to know what you think. Thanks. That's from refrigerator Raider out of Seaside, California. Uh, shout out to Seaside, California, man. I remember when I lived there. That was an awesome city. I talk about it anytime someone hits us up from uh, the Seaside area, the Monterey area, uh, Salinas, you know, that little area right there, that little pocket, man. Shout out to everyone who lives in that area. Uh, that's awesome. I think it was the 831, wasn't it? Anyway, shout out to you. Uh, Gabe Jackson, I think he probably... I don't know. I, I don't want to say he's probably going to stick around, but clearly he's still on the roster. So either they're still trying to restructure his deal or they're trying to trade him. They, obviously, they don't want to just flat out release him. You know, they clearly have other plans for him. So I, I'm OK with that as well. Now, if they move on from him, I'm OK with that, too. I think that the offensive line is going to be OK. I think there's enough pieces that are going to be in play. Uh, we'll see what happens with Kyle Long after he gets on the field today. See if the Raiders decide to bring him back. But I think they're going to be OK if Gabe Jackson sticks around and restructures structures this deal then yeah that's a plus but we'll see I, I i feel like i said feel pretty good about it and brian edwards i'd feel good about him at the wide receiver position want to see if he's going to be able to stay healthy that's been his biggest knock ever since college just wasn't always available and of course your best ability is always going to be availability so thank you so much for that text definitely appreciate you coming up on tomorrow's show we'll have more news and notes to get to we'll talk more about this free agency and this uh, tampering period that the raiders are going through right now uh, and we'll also have some calls craig from montana eric from the 401 grumpy ass mexicans Cisco in the 661. All those texts and calls are going to be coming up on tomorrow's show, plus more. More action here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. So until then, Raider Nation, make sure you take care of yourself. Uh, love on your family. Wash your hands. Social distance. Wear your mask. Do what you got to do. You know, be as safe as possible. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.